Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Welcome to Life is Like a Game Show, where the topics are made up and this episode really doesn't matter. Yes, if you were privileged enough or if you would have had any sort of way with any specialized CIA device to be able to listen to our pre-air conversation, you would understand. And for any CIA agents listening, yes, be prepared for an extra special spicy show tonight. But... That does not necessarily matter. Uh, For the official intro, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you happen to be listening. Yes, we're here. Yes, Christmas is over tomorrow as the time that we are going live on all of the various social media networks. And this is a holiday edition slash year in review slash Life is like a game show iteration of League to the Max or whatever, or what have you. For those who can actually see, yes, I am your host, Eric Watkins. Uh, to my screen right, um, Mr. Nielsen, we are live on Twitch, but I really don't think we have enough of a following for someone like yourself to be pulling off a hot tub stream. Oh, I was just thinking about hopping to the old hot tub time machine, going back to watch some classics tonight. But uh, unfortunately, the heating system busted, so uh, no such luck. Uh, you How about some lighting? What about that? Um. If you'll give me a moment, I will relocate to somewhere a bit nicer and a bit warmer because it's a little chilly outside. Well, I and uh, I'll rejoin you in a moment with some more appropriate gator stuff in the background. Well, I would hope so. Uh, and for someone who has actually just decided, because Brian, you know what to do in this case. It's time for everybody's favorite game, Hoedown. No. Heidi, 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 No, no, no. Can we do no. the Irish? Can we do the Irish drinking song instead? Now that would be acceptable. That, that is a hoedown, did. though. It's still a hoedown. But first, let me yeah. go ahead. Let me go ahead and introduce properly the man underneath of me on screen, Mr. Brian Espinoza. And let me just say this first. Yes, Brian, it's Thursday. You can take the butt plug out of your ass now. For those of you who are wondering where the fuck that reference is coming from, why don't you go ahead, go back into the archives, and listen to this week's edition of League to the Max, or whatever, available on YouTube as well as all of your other different podcast devices. 
I, I have and no apparently problem. coming apparently coming soon to Pornhub as well. Well, I mean, there's dark Twitter and other places where we're on now, so 2022 dark you well, I mean, there is an age go ahead. There is an age restricted version of YouTube, so you know. This is true. I imagine a few things will be coming in 2022. Stay tuned. Oh Lord, have Lord help us all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so the bit that Eric was trying to set you up with earlier is Harry Broadhurst will be seen this evening. This gimmick infringement will be infringed upon this evening. Gimmick infringement is a W2M Network special presentation. In case you're wondering why my, my camera was off at the start of the broadcast, Eric, it's because y'all decided to record during the Florida Gator game. Y'all who? Blame the man who will soon be reappearing to my right. And just as importantly, the damn Florida graduate. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Nielsen. Let's go ahead and take the one team that we both follow and then do a podcast when their game is on. Anyways. Is this one hi everyone. verifiably Nielsen's fault for a change? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I'm okay with this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're 100% putting this one on him. And apparently we're losing Eric as well because uh, Mama Watkins got involved. Oh, shit. Hey, he's back. And, and uh, that you see back there would be a college degree. Yeah, and you go ahead and choose to record while the Gators are on. What do you think on hey, this was, other screen? I'm in, in, front I'm in of the me middle now. of eating. I'm mute. in the middle of, of eating dinner because eating on air is a W2M network gimmick, and a W2M ne in gimmick infringement exclusive. Because this W2M Network gimmick exclusive will be seen tonight or so. I don't know. I give up. Eric will be so, back in a few moments. Mama Watkins apparently called him. All right. Let's uh let's go ahead and explain, give everybody the Iggy as far as what's going on tonight. Um tonight's episode is going to basically be a a look back on all things life is like a game show thus far this year, because we will not be doing a a episode next week for the new year holiday. Uh a portion of the panel already has New Year's Eve, New Year's Day plans and stuff, and they begin Thursday. So we're not going to be doing an episode next week. So I'm we're going to kind of look back sure at the year. This, that I'm pretty sure at this point, the network overall as a whole is just taking next week off. There I mean, it's probably not the worst. Going on um, no, you know, you know who's not taking time off? Mark Rattledge, because that some bitch is everywhere. Speaking of which, remember, he's got thing. one for us next week, uh, next quarter. Speaking of which, actually, um, go ahead and throw my own cheap plug in here. The Indie Siders episode two available in the W2M Network archives as well. Myself and Mark Rattledge covering Beyond Wrestling and Ring of Honor. But, all right, so like I was saying before Eric decided to once again rejoin us here, the idea for tonight's episode is going to be a look back on the year that was here on Life is Like a Game Show, a look ahead to the year that will be on Life is Like a Game Show, as well as some of our favorite holiday clips and conversations about game show moments and stuff. And 
like I was telling the guys off the air, an ability to get to know the members of Life is Like a Game Show a little bit better as well. Yeah, we had a Why am I looking up your nose? Hold your camera down. We had a whole I'm having to hold a phone in my hand here. Give me a break. We had a whole big thing planned, and it was going to be all spectacular, but someone couldn't do it because someone else was bugging that someone about other things. Hey, look, don't look at me, okay? Things happen. You Get were the my ass. Look, you were the initial someone that was more directed to the someone else in that whole spiel. He's He just asked himself. We'll, we'll go with that. All right. So uh, the first thing that we'll talk about when we talk about the year in review for Life is Like a Game Show is the greatest game show of all time tournament. And Brian, you did not get to participate in said tournament. Uh, instead, yeah, we had our bracket master. Ring. We had technical difficulties that prevented me from attending that. We will eventually run that back with you involved. We'll just have to figure out how to break ties. But um, the overall winner of the greatest game show of all time tournament came the, the overall winner of the greatest game show of all time tournament came out to be Price is Right. Any arguments there? I can see it. I can understand it. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, have you had a chance to listen to the entire tournament and how we came I, up with I, that decision? I, I have listened to assorted bits and pieces of, of various episodes. I have not sat down and listened to the entire thing uninterrupted. Um, let's go ahead and discuss this from our own personal perspectives here. Eric, what is your favorite game show of all time? A man under the auspices that we under the auspices that we have new listeners watching and or listening for the first time. We are available on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live if you're interested in the video format. The audio formats are available on a host of platforms of which I will detail a little bit later on in the show. Go ahead, Eric. Well, for those of you who will have an utterly good treat for when my favorite game show of all time comes up, thank you, Rancid Randy, a well-known show or little-known show, but more well-known if you happen to be from the Great White North, Bumper Stumpers. We've all been driving down the road. We've all read license plates and tried to figure out what they say. Hey, why not have a game show about it and have a nice sort of jovial host, everything. Very fun. Very classic. It needs to be brought back. Mr. Nelson, what is your favorite game show of all time? My favorite has changed over time as I discovered some more shows. I've really got two, and it really depends on whether I am in a trivia mood or more in the mood for some fast action. Thank you once again, Rancid Randy, for putting it on the play-in stage of that bracket mess. But if I'm going the trivia route, I am a huge fan of 1990s The Challengers. 
You have a bit of a wagering element as to easy, medium, or hard questions, almost like a Jeopardy clone in some ways, but very pyramid influenced in category choice. So you merge those two together. That's pretty much what you get with challenge. If I'm just in the mood for fast trivia action, Hugh from 1979. Tom Kennedy hosted Rod Roddy's first announcing gig. They just recently started airing episodes of that on Buzzer. Thank you, Wink Martindale, for pushing them to make that happen. Because who uh, doesn't love... Oh, just real quick, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Check your local listings. Because who doesn't love a little fast action every once in a while? Gets the job done and not a lot of time. Giggity. Mr. Espinoza, what is your Family favorite game show? Family show? Question mark? Hey, when this is uh, done, I've got a coconut custard pie waiting for me. Thank you very much. Not banana cream? It, it was... <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and answer this. <laughs> All right, you gentlemen have a wonderful <laughs> evening. <laughs> yep, we're, we're, we're losing Brian early. <laughs> he's, he's tapping out already. I'm going to have to Got throw him. a bottle at him. <sighs> yeah, right. I don't have well, that well, uh, well, kind of range tonight. While, uh, while he's figuring that out, do you want to go ahead or do you need a second here, Brian? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Well, then answer the dang question. Uh, what's <laughs> Favorite the game dang show question? Uh, I don't know. Um... Well, I was thinking, that's, Harry, is this, does this mean you have a question? That's a that's a bit tough, honestly. Because um, I think it's either it's either Regis Millionaire, and I have to put the specific caveat on Regis Philbin Millionaire, um, or it's Supermarket Sweep, the David Ruprecht version. The non Leslie, the long we don't Leslie talk Jones. about that. Yeah, we, don't, we don't talk yeah. about that here. I even, I even tried because you know they are they are back for a second season and whatever. Ooh. I tried, I tried. I went back and I randomly picked a season two episode. I couldn't get through the first fifteen minutes. Oh, she's too much. Speaking of, I, 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 I honestly One. tried. One second, Jonathan. Speaking of, uh, she's just too much Leslie Jones for Supermarket Sweep to work with her personality. Yes. Go ahead, Jonathan. The 60s version was actually had its pilot recorded in the same town my dad worked for 34 years up in Long Island, New York. I just found this out this week. Thank you, Randy West Facebook group. Go with the best, Randy West. So I have two different answers to this question as well. Because much the same as Jonathan, it's going to depend on what kind of what kind of game show I'm in the mood for. Is it something that I can play along with, or is it something that I'm just watching in order to entertain myself? If it's something that I can play along with, I'm going to pick Wheel of Fortune every day. 
just because it's mm-hmm. it's so easily playalongable. It's 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 so American iconic in its nature. And the fact of the matter is, is it's gotten spun off into so many different countries. Me and Eric were just talking about this uh I think last week about the Australian version of Wheel of Fortune and how even though the puzzle format is pretty much the same in terms of like how they do the puzzles and stuff, the scoring system is so much different over there that it reminds us a lot of the old daytime Wheel of Fortune that was hosted by Bob Gowen, formerly of Entertainment Tonight. I'll take I'll back whoever, when that back however, when that was a thing. Go ahead, Edo. I was going to say I will gladly trade the differences with the oceanic scoring system and how it's done than the absurd technicalities and downright bizarre executions sometimes that the American version has now found itself in. We'll hit did that in news desk. To, in just did you just mean to segue into a news desk? And we'll the details hit the news into desk. a news desk. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? Now? I have to news desk. We got news. The, the, we'll get to that in a second. I have my other game show that I haven't announced yet. If I'm looking for something that I'm going to lose myself in the action for, uh, again, this is one that Eric and I have discussed many times. Um, my go-to game show that I enjoy watching from a gameplay standpoint has always been Dog Eat Dog. I, I love the I love the physical aspect of it. I love the mental aspect of letting people get to know what you want them to know while not maybe letting them know everything. I loved the trivia aspect of it towards the tail end of the show where the dog pound had a chance to come back and take all the money at the end of the game. And let's be honest, back then, Brooke Burns was a smoke show. Still is. Hashtag America. All right, and I guess with that, we can segue to the... <laughs> I did say America. All right, and with that, we can segue over to the news desk and the American iconic game show Wheel of Fortune getting a little bit pedantic in its rollings. Oh, uh, not just pedantic. I think, I think the quality, the quality control over at Wheel of Fortune right now is in the crapper, just flat out. Running bad, running bad puzzles and making bad rules calls. Yeah, something about like, uh, what isn't it like Y-U-N-G-J-O-C for Young yes. Jock? Yes, yes. Rapper Young Jock was a puzzle, or at least. So here's the thing, right? The category was, was I believe it was person. Mm-hmm. Is he the person or people? Oh. I don't remember. Person. Person, yeah. So person the category being person, the, the the category being person, like I can see, like because I, I I saw a little bit of this on of the argument of this on Twitter. Um, I can see both sides of this, right? Like some people are saying young jock as opposed to an old jock, like the actual J O C K, like a football player type stereotype jock, right? Like, I can see, like, some people are saying that was the intended puzzle. And then there's other people saying, no, it was the rapper, and they fucked the name up. Either way, that is not a puzzle that should have gotten past Wheels Quality Control. No. Too, too because much contention. 
because while <laughs> while the rapper formerly known as Young Jock is now formerly known as Young Jock, um, at least I believe it is. If I remember correctly, he changed his name, or I might be thinking of an I don't know. You know what? There's too many Youngs, and one of them I've read recently had changed their name. Actually, yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking about Young Berg, not Young Jock. Excuse me. I was about to say too well, many. You Hey, I, I am many, uniquely qualified in this regard to speak on this. I grew up in an inner city high school where I was literally the only white guy in my school. Look, I wasn't going to say anything. that I to, to, to say that I grew up in the, you know, hip hop, R&B, rap culture at its peak in the early 2010s. To to be fair. There's too many youngs, too many littles, and not enough talent amongst most of them. And I was just going to say, well, I will looking, agree with you on that. And I was just going to say, while you were looking that up, I was just going to ask Harry, is that a Twinkie? That is a sauerkraut dog, sir. Oh, never mind. Ooh. Oh, you got, you got Nielsen's uh, interest, that's for sure. Hey, I had a great lunch Dinner. today, courtesy of a um, Victor victorious wager on a certain preseason football game this year. Yeah, uh, and how's, the, how's the regular season going for you, by the way? Oh, 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 oh. shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Um, I, 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 am two and two. I really shouldn't be saying much, but still. Yeah. I will see you in two and two with two first round draft picks. What? Hey, meanwhile, my, my dinner is I am kind of curious. So. I am kind of curious to see what's going to happen when Watkins takes on Nielsen and Espinosa's team this week. Not, speaking of that number it's, one draft pick. <laughs> Yeah, it's the oh, battle that nobody gives a Um, Famous YouTuber Urinating Tree is probably going to call this the Super Tank Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Or, I, 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 it, it's the Toilet Bowl. I know it is. Eric? Dude, it might be so bad. Is, I might be making a trip up to your neck of the woods if you can score some cheap picks. I wouldn't place that middle. bet on Bovada. I wouldn't place that bet on Bovada if I were you. Wait, did somebody say bet on Bovada? Uh, Hashtag bet on Bovada. Please gamble responsibly. Twenty-one means twenty-one. GD it. Yeah, and again, if you're going to get good odds on if uh, Australia is going to whitewash England in the Ashes, I would go ahead and make that bet, especially with the big Boxing Day test coming up. Okay, uh, two things here. One, uh, plenty of good seats available for Jets Jaguars, I'm sure. Jaguars? Jaguars? Two. Jaguars? Yeah. He's a car enthusiast. They, uh, I, I, used to call them the, I used to call them the Jaguars, <laughs> so frankly, they've actually improved a little bit. Oh, two, I am, echo I am echoing horribly in somebody's headset. I'm not sure which. Uh, we'll blame Nielsen. It's usually a safe I'm bet. I'm pretty I am sure it is his setup right now. I am pretty sure it's his Bluetooth setup that's causing the yeah, because it's gone once he mutes. 
Okay, and we'll blame Nielsen. It's, it's usually you. a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, part three, as long as the Bills beat the hell out of the Patriots this weekend, that's all I care about. And you and Robert Taylor. Any week, the Patriots Yeah, he needs that for a all win. That, that, that I whole mean, thing he's with not Taylor wrong. A, he's not wrong. No, agreed. But at the same time, and that whole thing with Taylor is he just wants to scratch his own back with KC and the number one pick. The only number one seed, yeah. The, are you are you sure he's not scratching place. his back with KC and the Sunshine Band? I mean, I'm pretty sure he'd want to get down tonight with Patrick Mahomes. I'm getting. You know what? I I I see. I see one person get. Okay, we got two. Two to one. Okay. Give me my monkey. Give me my monkey. The combo oh. get it. Suck it, Nielsen. I, I got a monkey. Hey, I only approve because of the combo. That is a split monkey. Split monkey, my butt. Although I will admit, I will admit that was split very monkey good your on, butt or split monkey. I was very good on the, I was butt. very good on the rebound there though, uh, viewer or Eric. <laughs> very good on the rebound. That wasn't Eric. That was me. No, I was uh, just saying something with the whole monkey and butt thing. Continue. No, I was somebody actually said Mahomes and something. Was that you? Yeah, that, that was, was Harry. Oh, sorry. That G- great job on the rebound, Harry. Eric, unlike, <laughs> unlike, unlike uh, Stony Brook basketball when they faced my Florida Gators earlier this week. Look, look, we're already twinsies. We just got to shake it off, move on with the rest of the show. I I, I hear the haters going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> All right, moving forward. <laughs> no, I'm not. I wasn't wanting a monkey for that one. That doesn't deserve a monkey. Yeah, yeah, I was, but yeah, you're getting one anyway. So. No, that's no. a that's a that's a deep cut from me and Eric's past, and we're just gonna leave it at that. Anywho, Harry, that was a, that right. was almost a very good catch. So it was a Des Bryant. Good to know. Hi, Sean. S. Garmer at gmail.com for the hate mail, folks. Oh. Come on, you out of all people, Harry, to set that up wrong. I mean, it was impromptu, so I give him half credit. Nielsen can do a better. Nielsen can do a better email setup than that. Come on, look. Sometimes a draw is better than a tie. Okay, I mean, fair enough, but still. I mean, who do you think you're the deeper line? Oof. Somebody needs an appointment for that burn. Yeah, apparently. I am so confused right now. I Look, I was just trying to make a second cricket reference. He came in with the Detroit Lions bit. I mean, you they were definitely the <laughs> I was more impressed. Okay, we're turning into the kickoff light over here, so let's move forward. Back to the ah, Wheel of Fortune controversy. The, uh, we, now that we've done the kickoff flight, let's talk about League of Legends. 
Oh, God. <laughs> y'all have, have, have fun. <laughs> developer. Uh, so how about that? Uh, how about that uh, Perks leaving Cloud Nine? No, no, no. How about that? No. How about that Adam and upset fanatic drama? Meanwhile, with five minutes left in the first quarter, Gators get possession off of a UCF punt, still scoreless. Let's go, Gators! They just announced on the ESPN. They just announced on ESPN that this is the first time ever that the Gasparilla Bowl has sold out. More to the point here, this is the first time in my life that I've ever actually heard of the Gasparilla Bowl. I was going to say it here. It used to be named something else, but that, like, uh, but it's always sense. been held in the Tropicana Dome where my Rays play. It's only been around a few years. I was gonna say that's Gasparilla. More than likely, that's gotta be Tampa. Yes, area. Because that's the only thing and that I know that uses the Gasparilla. Well, not to mention it's a uh, it's an all Florida bowl game as well as the Gators are taking on the uh, Central Florida Bulls. Nice. Now, uh, yeah, you do realize in two. Excuse South, me, South Central Florida. Florida nice. You're right. South right. Florida Bulls. Thank you. Yeah. I just realized I, I I just realized I screwed that up. You do realize that in like two years this will be SEC. This would be SEC versus Big Twelve. And they'll All right. still be playing Man, in the Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> oh, that's that's messed up, Watkins. <laughs> you, you set me I'll up for you, that one perfectly. You know what's I'll messed up. Getting us back on topic with Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah. So with Wheel of Fortune. Um... Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Before you do, I actually owe him this one for that because that was impressive. Jonathan, segue. All right, carry on, Brian. Yeah, so uh, back to the Wheel of Fortune mess. Um... Oh, I actually had a historical thing to throw at you, Harry. You can find it on YouTube later. The thrill of victory and the agony, and the agony of, of defeat. Classic puzzle from 83. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. I can understand how the puzzle could like be both ways, right? Whether it's young Jock the Rapper, um, who was most notably known for his 2009 hit, It's Going Down. Um or young jock is in a young athlete. But why the hell or how the hell does that puzzle make it out of quality control? Again, right? again good question. SPT has got uh, quite a bit to answer for themselves on that one. And, and that's then, even before. And then, uh, yeah, I was going to say that's even before, you know, uh, what, a week prior, if even that. Mm -hmm. Um the the lady the lady lost the Audi because apparently she took too long of a pause between words that Wheel of Fortune said that she took too long of a pause between words in final in the bonus round and therefore she forfeited the puzzle or whatever because the buzzer rang. At it's least just at least it's not Mike Richards's fault. Uh, 
I, I have to put the X up because Mike Richards, but I feel like you have to get straws on Mike Richards. So philosophy CC gets an X. Actually, you know who's um you know who may be at fault in some of this here, at least in the uh the the puzzle control thing. Uh they are trying to lean a little bit younger on the show. Isn't Say Jack's daughter working for them? Um, I think she's like a technical advisor or something. I know she's filled in a couple of times for I want to say Vanna. She's but also working not, on their it work. wasn't any I don't believe it was anything serious. I know she works on their uh Instagram page and stuff too. Like she's doing like a lot of their social media stuff too. Cause they're trying to market it towards a younger audience because obviously shows such as Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy tend to skew towards an older demographic. Well, I mean they've been around for so long, everybody knows them to be, you know. The the show as over time attracted a certain audience. So yeah, they're they're trying to reinvent yeah, I mean, the wheel, Jack, so to speak. Sajak took it over from Chuck in what, eighty two? Yeah, that sounds about uh, that sounds about right. I um do not have the uh, PC and the non academic credible source in front of me. Yeah, I definitely want to say it was eighty one. <clears throat> Well, while Eric Googles, um, any other any other news and notes of particular interest in the game show world, Mr. Espinoza? Uh, I don't know. Other than Wheel of Fortune screwing up, I haven't really heard or seen anything. Do we want to touch on the latest developments in the Baldwin story? Um, not really, because there hasn't been a lot of news there. Do you... Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this here. Uh, again, I've got a question, but without the graphic this time. Jonathan, when all is said and done, is Alec Baldwin still the host of Match Game? You say no. Eric, when all is said and done with everything going on with this controversy right now, is Alec Baldwin still hosting Match Game? The way that ABC is really digging in to present this and helping to call it for what it is, but you can see the argument, helping an ABC guy, I say yes. Also, Christmas Day, 81. Topical. Yeah, I say yes. <laughs> I, give, I give Nielsen some applause for remembering that off the top of his head. Um, however, to answer your question, uh, because I know it's coming, uh, at the end of the day, uh, d d d I don't know. I think, I think Baldwin's out. See, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Eric. I don't think they would be dedicated the, the TV time to the Stephanopoulos interview or to the 2020 conversation as well. If they weren't intending on trying to present Baldwin's side of the story and paint him in a positive PR light. I genuinely think, like Eric said, this is ABC looking out for an ABC guy and somebody helped revitalize the franchise as part of the, as part of their game show lineup. I think that uh, Baldwin ends up staying. Now, this granted. is assuming this is obviously exhuming exoneration from any kind of a criminal or civil case. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm not even disrespecting ABC's reporting. I think they've been fair with interviews and really digging into everything in depth. And it was perfect for Stephanopoulos' first interview with his production company. Everything fell into place. So there's no knock against ABC, at least for myself. But networks do have a tendency to keep things in the family. I mean, you're not wrong. I just, I think this is this is too much of a, a damning thing to. It's if a, it were any show other than Match Game, I think I'm more inclined to say yes, right? But Match Game has always been one of those raunchier game shows. And I think it's a little bit difficult, or at least I think it's going to be a little bit difficult for them to have that raunchiness with Baldwin, given what just happened. Well, I disagree, because especially if he winds up being exonerated, he is a man who is absolutely fine with self-deprecating humor and questions. He takes time, Take comes a look back... At the, uh... Yeah, he's fine Take a with look at the deprecating oh. humor and questions, but that's before he accidentally, or at least allegedly, accidentally shot and killed somebody. I mean, if you didn't watch, uh, the, well, if you a... didn't watch the interview, the man broke down in tears. He did. He did. I get that. Well, uh, let's not consider the fact that he has been willing to make to make positive out of the tragedy in his past, though. Look at the roast of Alex Baldwin from Comedy Central. So, this is kind of one of those life gives you life gives you lemons. You probably just found lemons situations. By the way, uh, Jonathan, don't show your screen. We don't need the people over at ESPN on our ass. There. That's why I showed it only for the band. I mean, I mean, if he yeah, if but even like, still, if he puts less than ten seconds of it on the screen, he's fine. Ten seconds at a time, okay. or ten seconds throughout the course of the show. Like ten seconds at a time. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. We got the lead. We're good. Okay. We have not been shut out since October of '88. We're okay. Uh, shout out to Damian Pierce too. That, that badass in the, in, the, in the time frame where so many college athletes again we're going we're turning into the kickoff light here on life is like a game show tonight sorry not sorry it's a holiday apparently episode, that's the, apparently that's the, the play that the coach made coach said coach said broadhurst get in there and run a uh kickoff light Okay. I mean, we're pretty much. You're gonna you're gonna Wait. you're gonna pass the ball to Nielsen. Nielsen's not gonna shut up about the Gators, and Watkins is gonna come in with jokes about the Jets. What spider two wide and a what now? <laughs> so okay, okay. Gentlemen, I'm gonna get us somewhat on topic and somewhat off topic at the same time. There's a way Eric, to do there's that. Another show. There is a show, Eric, that I know you are definitely a fan of, and especially the um the main man that's got his name in the title. Stump the Schwab. ESPN show Stump the Schwab, yes. Hey, everybody. Obscure, obscure uh, sports fact. Okay, 
actually, that's going to take me into an, uh, another question that I could ask here because mine actually is topical here as well. Real quick, uh, shout out to Damian Pierce, the guy who just scored for Florida. When asked why he's playing in this game despite the fact that he is eligible for the NFL draft, Damian Pierce said, quite simply, because I'm a Florida Gator, Gator, I came here to get an education and play football. I'm not leaving my teammates in what would be my last game. Kudos. All right. Um, so this actually, I said it's great to be a Florida Gator said it's great. Okay, moving forward. Swoop. Um, I'll let that one swoop into. <laughs> um, so you, we were you just mentioning Stump the Schwab here, but let's get back onto the topic of actual like uh to the game shows that we have discussed on the show before here. And let's talk about we talked about our favorite game shows. What about our favorite spinoffs? To me, my favorite game show spinoff is Sports Jeopardy with Dan Patrick. Agreed. I thought I thought Sports Jeopardy was fantastic. And it's one of those ones that somebody like myself and Eric, who are diehard sports guys, can sit and play along with without any kind of uh any kind of expectation of having the kind of struggles that you might see from a traditional contestant on a sports category on Jeopardy. Because let's not forget some of the dumbfounded looks those contestants gave Aaron Rodgers when there were sports categories when Rodgers filled in during the course of the downtime post the passing of Alex Trebek. Just imagine, peace. just imagine what Rodgers was thinking, right? Not just and not to mention play along with. I actually went through the online test and was set up to take the full online test for Sports Jeopardy. Apparently, nobody could build a website that could handle more than 100,000 people trying to get in at once, and it crashed. Yeah, that was a thing back in, you know, those times. Uh, Shout-out to ABC and Enhanced TV. That was AOL that did that first, but ABC was owned by AOL at the time, so or something along those lines. Brian, I'll ask but, you the same question that I just uh, – real quick, Jonathan, I'll get to you in a second. Brian, I'll ask you the same question I just answered. Favorite game show spinoff? Spinoff? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I don't know because the easiest spinoff I'm thinking uh, right at the top of my head is actually in a very similar vein. Uh, it was Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Um. The VH1 the only, one, correct? Yeah, that's With but that's Jeff the only. Prost. Yeah, that's the but that's the only spinoff I can really think of at the moment. Um, actually, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, my favorite spinoff, the Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour, because yes, it's actually technically a spinoff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, they have game shows combined. And again, we talked about Buzzer earlier for uh, Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour airs every day at 11 o'clock Eastern on... If it, if it wasn't for that show, on Buzzer we would TV. not have one of the most iconic Price is Right car themes ever. They'd still, be using, they'd still be using the Family Feud theme. True story. Speaking of which, Family Feud is a spinoff of Match Game? Mm-hmm. 
I, I think, don't think no, no. They just they wanted to give Richard Dawson a show badly, and somebody came up with the idea and it worked. I think it was a stolen co- or a repiloted concept or something like that that somebody else pitched and failed. And Goodson Todman, being the masters of game shows in the you know seventies and eighties said, hey, we're Goodson Todman. We can make this work. Jonathan, same question I just asked Brian. Favorite spinoff game show? I don't know if you would consider it a spinoff, but hear me out. The base show win Ben Stein's money. Take that. ESPN, I think, spun it off as Stump the Schwab. Mm, uh, look, kind I'm of stretching Judge it. For a signal. Look at Judge Watkins for a signal. I, I can't. Too many differences, especially in the end game, for it to be considered a spinoff. Okay. What about Beat the Geeks? It's a Comedy Central show, too. Yeah, because you brought in people like Paul Goebel, King of TV, and, um, of course, the others I can't remember off the top of my head. Do I need to go through this whole routine again? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Mark Edward Hoyk, the movie geek. Andy Zachs, the music geek. Paul Goble, the TV geek. Sacramento, how the hell are you talking about Max not knowing these guys' names? The four of us, the game show geeks? If we're judging based on different genre, we could pull that off. Why am I getting the confusion? And Jay Keith Van Stratton was an awesome host to that show. Underrated as a game show host. That was perfect for him. Perfect for him. Yeah. I love that intro where it's like, here's the good. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. <laughs> All right. So we talked about favorite game shows. We talked about favorite spinoffs now. Eric, you're with me on this one, right? Sports Jeopardy? Of course. I figured as much. All right. Let's talk least favorites now. Um, barring, barring specific, specific reboots, relaunches and everything. Cause I know, I know that there is a fire that burns deep in Brian's soul that wants the new supermarket suite to die in a fire. Yes. Seconded. I mean, yeah, it's the, the Leslie Jones version is just, it's shit. Let's be honest. Um, Brian. Is there a game show that you have watched and then questioned your sanity after watching it? Like, why did I waste my time on this? What Super is your Jeopardy. least favorite game show? Super Jeopardy. I've never seen an episode of that. Yeah. Four players get off of regular Jeopardy for points rather than dollars and it got like it was a flat 
if I remember correctly, it was a flat prize per placement. And just the entire thing, the entire thing was like, why? And they didn't even do the points right because it was an increment of 200 in the first round, then increment of 500 for double jeopardy. What was up with that? Very mismanaged, hot mess. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That, either that, yeah. either that, or Jep. I did not like kids' Jep either. I, I, I thought Eric? it was good for what it was for me. And I have seen some crazy game shows. Some of you that I'm sure either none of you three have heard of. If you've heard of Web Riot, good for you. I am also going to do with a different iteration of it. The second version of Art Fleming, which I believe ended in 79. Yeah, you see the Christmas, yeah. and that's for a reason. I saw that once in the Charles Nelson Riley hosted GSN game show finale countdown to the new millennium in 2000. Yeah, no, no, no. That should have never existed. No. Speaking of super jeopardies. Uh, Jonathan, a least favorite game show of all time. Oh, no, Harry. You're saving mine for last for this one because uh, I, if I had the Morton salt, I'd be busting it out right now. I'm, I'm deferring to last on this one. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So... This might be an unpopular opinion. Uh-oh. I hate oh, trash boy. TV. I hate trash TV. It is lowest common denominator television. And it is offensive to intelligent minds. Specifically, if I'm... Unless you're generalizing something. He is... I'm talking about shows that are intentionally exploiting people in order to either draw ratings or make a quick buck. Okay. In this particular instance, there is one game show that comes to mind for me that I absolutely despised because I thought it was nothing more than a god-awful ratings grab. I cannot stand Moment of Truth. See, go ahead, Edub. Go ahead. I, I get it. I get where you're coming from entirely, specifically for Moment of Truth. The others we're in agreement of, and this uh, is someone you could file. You could go ahead. You could probably file. You could probably file baggage along the same terms. Yeah, baggage. To me. It's one of those things to where I get, but it's just no. I didn't. I really wouldn't want to be my. I would not want to be on baggage. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think that baggage was a horrible show, but I certainly wouldn't want to go on there. Moment of truth, however, yeah, I could potentially lose a lot of friends. I would call a lot of people out, but that was one of those shows to where I could have seen myself on. John and I have even talked about the our other... particular no zones for questions we would not answer on that show. 
the other one that sprung to mind when I was considering this whole philosophy as far as the trash TV, the the almost reality genre of game shows there was Eliminate. The one where the one where the, the person went out with three different people on a date all at once, and then like there was three different dates. You eliminated one person one. on the first. You eliminate one person on the first date, one person on the second date, and then decide if you want to pursue a relationship after the third. Yeah, it's uh, one of those stupid. That sounds as, like a bad rehash of love connection. It's one of those to where if you're of a certain age, you would appreciate it. Like if you were watching this, like say maybe early college, late teens, and stuff. Anything beyond that, it's utterly stupid. Go ahead, Brian. You're about to chime in there. Um, I I don't want to throw us off topic, but I have uh, I have news. I have an oh. update on the Wheel of Fortune story, or a wheel of one of the two wheel. Of Fortune Are they stories. giving her the car? Audie is giving her the car directly. Boom! As of quite literally, a round of like, applause. As of quite literally. Three hours ago. I just saw it on Twitter. That is some, that is some quality That's marketing nice. right there by Audi. Well done. Dankeschön, Audi. Dankeschön. So our, um, we need a counter to You're the um, uh, eggplant. If we, we need some kind of counter to the eggplant of the week on the opposite end, and Audi gets it this week. But worst game show of all time. I see, gentlemen, you are all seated for this. Anybody listening, if you know of this show, trust me, you will want to not be in a standing position because this one is going to hurt. I'm going to see if any of you can actually guess this show as I start giving you information about it. 1961. One episode. You're in the picture. Oh, hosted. No, no, no. Hosted I know by Jackie Gleason. You're in the picture. Mm-hmm. Get it. Get him out of here. He's not allowed. This is a forbidden subject. It's not allowed to be talked about. I didn't even think that we went into that whole thing because There's, it was there. Worse there than, are there are this? bylaws. There are bylaws. No, and this is what I'm the three this? of us to be in the same room or same general vicinity. Right. Let me being talked so, about. This I was going to say because I thought this, this was worse than Dotto, and we don't talk Dotto. This show is as forbidden on this podcast as to the folks over at Secret Base. Six to one NFL score possibility of scoregami is forbidden. Fair. It okay. is that level of bad. And I, that's all that needs to be said about. I, Do I do not appreciate watch. a good score. I started, I, I will say, you said 61, and I'm thinking, okay, older. And then you said one episode, and it, it just, yep, yep, yep. Episode two became the Jackie Gleason show. All right, so so yeah, Wheel I have yet another. Is giving as uh, given the lady the or uh, Audi is given the lady the car. Yeah, let's go ahead and change the topic once again here. 
And I'm going to go to another personal preference category, but this is going to be for a game show we thought was underrated and doesn't get the love that it deserves. I do want to say, if you I'm guys actually, don't mind, I, I have a tie because I just, it kind of came into my mind as we were going through. I have a tie. I rest spin off. I'd like to go first on this one. I said spin off. You have a tie for. Okay, go ahead and do spin off real quick, about. and then we'll go ahead and do your spin off tie, and then we'll then we'll move on to our our most underrated game show. Davidson Price. Davidson Price is right. And it was a nighttime syndicated 30-minute spin. You can argue that is a spinoff. They substantially, I think they substantially changed the show enough just by the fact that they cut it in half for crying out loud. The original price was in, it was a half an hour. The first three years of Barker it, was the- a half hour. Yeah, but when this came out in the in the you know nineties or eighties or whenever the I think what was it nine yeah early nineties ninety three the Price Is Right was 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 known and established to be a one hour show. Still, no, no, that show the Price Is Wrong. It was you shut your behind Nielsen. No, I'm I'm with him. The only thing that was worse than that was the second generation Australian prices, right? I come on up here and fight me. The, I will come up there and fight I, you. And then we'll have I can't gentlemen, I'm geographically in between you. Shush. Harry. And then we'll I, have I, this I bottle of tequila that's been sitting here for forever. But please we, don't we, let we, him do that on air. I react differently anyway. to tequila than I do vodka. Gentlemen, I'm just saying. Gentlemen, uh, wait. Back I'm on the track. Uh, Harry. Yeah, how no, the hell did letting, that We're happen? not letting Harry get a word in edgewise. That's why he can't be the voice <laughs> of reason right now. All yeah. right, <laughs> no, seriously. Anyways, I've never seen the Davidson Prices Right, so I can't. I can't make a statement. To it's that the one, one with the, the really jazzy up tempo theme. You know what really grinds my gears, Harry? When you rip off Family Guy? Absolutely. (laughs) No. Gear kickers. Wait a minute. Did he just steal my gimmick? (laughs) This gimmick infringement will be be seen tonight. The gimmick infringement is a W2M network exclusive. I was just about to say, because you guys don't steal my shtick on a week-in, week-out basis. Anyways, all right. Let's get back on topic here, and let's talk about our you most know, underrated game Christmas shows. Episode. We don't need a bleeping topic. I mean, come on. Uh, you right. can't just say when you leave something extra sticky, you've done a good job. Family show. That's, I said sticky. That's... that's... <laughs> That's subtle enough. Honestly, I think that one deserves a monkey. Going back to what I was just saying here for our most underrated game shows. I have one for you guys. I want to throw at you and see what you guys think here. Uh, to me, one of my favorite game shows to go back and watch old episodes of, I really enjoy Sale of the Century. 
I don't think Sale of the Century got nearly enough credit. Are we talking about favorite game shows of all time here or? Underrated. Oh, underrated Underrated. game shows. I don't think Sale of the Century ever got the love that it deserved. I thought that was a really good concept. I'll agree with you on on Sale being underrated. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I put that high up though. The, um. The other major guy that does the uh, onstage recreations on the convention circuit, besides Brian, myself, and Eric, that was his number two show for a darn good reason. Like I'm, I really and he gave away the, a lot. The, I, I I really enjoy the concept behind it. I think the gameplay was excellent. I like the temptation factor of it all. Which was another game show that I thought was kind of underrated in Temptation. Um, honestly, if we're going U.S. Temptation, I didn't like it because it wasn't entirely faithful to the original. However, when Australia did it, not only with that, but with extra elements, especially with the gold bullion, hmm, chef's kiss. They did it right. You know which temptation I actually really like the mini game version on Price is Right. That I don't know if you guys are familiar. Wait, say that they again. do four prizes. The mini game version on Price is Right for Temptation is four prizes that come out. And all of the four prizes have the same two numbers in all four of the prices because you're playing for a car. Mm-hmm. You have to guess which of the numbers is correct in those mini prizes. In the price of the car. If you are yep. correct, you not only win the car, you get all four prizes. Bob handed that get... up perfectly in pressing the button. That if was you... one of his perfect stall moments. If you if you were incorrect, you got nothing, but you had the opportunity to walk away with the temptation prizes and not play for the car. I thought that that was a really well done. It's one of my favorite mini oh, yeah. games from Price Right. Now, if you want to go, if you want my answer to this question, I've got one from a more classic and one from a more modern era. Classic side, we're talking late 70s, a Bill Cullen show that should have gotten more love, I think. Pass the buck. Didn't that also become a not in the same way, but yeah, yes, they did have not that in the same game. way at all, though. But okay, if you want I'll have my, to look at my, my true number one answer at the top of the uh, survey board. I think it's 2007. If I wasn't drinking a Coke Zero and I was drinking instead a Pepsi Max, I got Eric, a mango. I've seven good enough. Seconds, Max. That, that was one cool needs on to be revived. That one needs to be revived out and out. I don't know why they've kept it gone. It would be perfect, especially now, and it would even be able to stand the socially distant audience. Duel, host by Mike Greenberg. Oh yeah, okay. I, I, I we were ta- just talking about Duel a couple of weeks ago when we were discussing the uh, the the t- early two thousands game show craze with Millionaire and. Um, it was the late comer to the show. All right, Brian. It really was the late comer to the question. show. 
underrated Under... game show. Oh, this was this is tough. Like this is actually tough. Um, because there's a couple that come to mind. He said it. He said it. He said it. Ninety three price. (laughs) You mad? I mean, yes. I think that ninety three price is underrated, but. Actually, I could very easily argue that 93 price is very underrated because of all of the ratings crap and the amount of preemptions that it went through because it was the Olympics at the time. Or no, it was a a combination of the Olympics and the OJ trial. It was one of the two. No, uh, no, because... OJ, the trial wasn't like, well, after that, because remember, the white Bronco incident was June of 94. Then I think it was Olympics. No, that couldn't have been necessarily Olympics. In Olympics are always in an even year. Yes, because the only oh. Olympics at that time were Barcelona in 92. And then you had Lillehammer, the Winter Olympics, but that wasn't until 94. Hold on. I'm going to pull Correct it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Eric. Olympics are always an even year except for 2021 because of the the remake for the 2020 games. You're correct. And they were always in the same year until they made the switch from the Winter Olympics to being in the off-even year between summer games. That's why you had the games in Alberville, France in 92, Lillehammer, Norway in 94. And then Salt Lake City in 98. Nagano, Japan in 98. Salt Lake City was 02. Okay, my mistake. Thank you. You're welcome. Our our, our resident sports expert. All right, so... Look, well, I'm in the middle of watching, like, this is the it was OJ. of biathlon. It so. was OJ because Price is Right debuted September 12th, 1994 and ran until January 27th, 1995. So you had the year my, wrong. My bad. My bad. I'm the one that said So it was OJ. My bad. All right. So back to uh back to your actual Yeah, because I had to I, I had to I had to go back and look it up. Um so yes, I could argue Doug Davidson price. Um, but I'm not going to because price is right in of in and of itself is a very big name. I don't think you could say it was I don't think you could say price as a whole is underrated. Um I'm tied. I mean, here. there are those, there are those um, that would argue that price that that price is the end all be all of American game shows. I, I'm 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 tied here between two shows. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one is one versus a hundred, which I do think could be another one of those ones, just like Duel, that could be rebooted uh, today. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm tied between. Three shows. Get Bob Staggett on the horn. I mean, um, the I'll, second one. Not a family show. The second one, um, mentioning the price is right. Uh, right host, wrong game show. Power of 10. I thought Power of 10 was good. Drew Carey was I enjoyed the- there. 
Brian, you should have saved that concept for third because you blew the load too early. Monkey. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Uh, and finally, um, does anybody remember a little PAX gem called Shop Till You Drop? Well, Shop Till You Drop was Lifetime originally. Oh, Lifetime no. and then moved to PAX. Yeah, that was the same with oh. Supermarket Sweep. They that kept yeah, they, 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 they both were usually the back back. Yeah. yeah. That um, general needs to come back. That can was I, uh, an under, that was an underrated genre that there was really like nobody really did a spin off on it. Nobody's really touched that. Like Shop to uh, Drop okay. is honestly uniquely a one of a kind show. Supermarket sweep, you could argue we've kind of seen a modern iteration with the cooking as well with guys' grocery games. No, guys, no, no, no. I'm games. talking about shop till you drop, not supermarket sweep. Right, no, but I, I was referring to the fact that that genre in general not being rebooted. There's kind of a modern take with guys' grocery games. It just adds a cooking element to it because it's uh, a very uh, yeah, but but in, nobody in has terms really, of like knowing the prices and stuff. Nobody's I, I, really done shop till you drop the way that shop till you drop did itself. And I will say, oh this, no, I agree. Guys, grocery games, if you're going to do that, it's an incorporation of a hint of supermarket sweep. And for those of you who are OGs on the Food Network, Ready, Set, Cook. If you were to, if you were to I, go I, ahead with Guys, Grocery Games and that, it's an amalgamation of those two, supermarket sweep and Ready, Set, Cook. All right, Eric. You, Eric, it's like you put three game shows into a pot and put them on a slow boil. <laughs> no more monkeys. You slow your roll over there, Eric. Trying to finish this category so I can move on to the next one. Uh, underrated game shows. I've got two: Sale of the Century, which you had mentioned earlier. I'm agreeance there, and another one, another Bill Cullen show, but that was rebooted. 87. And I would honestly prefer Blockbusters. Blockbusters. Yes. And yes, they do have a overseas version of it that's been done in England in the past few I, years. I think it needs to come back stateside. Everybody else is getting two. I'm going to give myself a second choice as well here because it's a show we talked about earlier today that all of us loved. That I don't think it's the mainstream love that it deserved. I loved when Ben Stein's money. Yeah. Especially not just with Ben's style, but with the extra humor in the banter between Jimmy him Kimmel. and Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, it was perfect. Yes. Perfect. Absolutely. Could, could, I'm thinking wait, about it. Off. Could you actually? With spinoffs, could you actually consider the chase as a spinoff of that show? You want to try that again? The I believe slightly yes. Of, 
Uh, the chase being no. spent off of when Ben signs money? No. Mm-mm. No. I don't see it. Sorry, I'm thinking I don't about see it. it. And sorry, I, I'm sitting here thinking about like, is there anything close to shop till you drop? The only thing I can honestly think of was the bonus game from the Nick Kid show, Think Fast. And even then, it's like, yeah. It, and that was, that's it. like grasping at straws. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. There is ready? a one piece. There is a one season wonder in that category called Shopping Spree. Uh, go watch YouTube, the game show reviewer. He did the best job you'll ever see of that very short lived show. Back to you, Harry. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready for me to be an absolute asshole? No. Maybe. Uh, isn't that Randy's and Randy's job? Anyway, go ahead. I mean, to be fair. All right, gentlemen. This is going to be a very difficult question, I think, for all four of us. But it is one that, as a game show aficionado, I think people would want to know as they get to know us. Mr. Espinoza, I'm going to start with you here. Sorry, not sorry. Who's your favorite game show host of all time? Oh, dang. Eric looks sus over there. You ass. I think Eric's about to throw something at me. If I could, I would. You ass. Favorite game show host of all time. Yes. And this is one of those ones where I'm going to tell you, you cannot have a tie. I need a single pick. I will go first if it will buy you some time. Uh, Yeah, because I'm... I'm stuck between two, and I just, I legitimately am having difficulty coming to a foregone conclusion. For as much as I love Chuck Woolery, for as much as I absolutely adored everything about the grace and the presence that Alex Trebek brought to Jeopardy, as well as one of my own personal favorite shows in Concentration. To me, when I think game shows, I think about being 10 years old, being homesick with a bowl of chicken noodle soup, a glass of ginger ale, a pack of cough drops, and Bob Barker on my television screen with The Price is Right. To me, the preeminent game show host of all time is Bob Barker. And I think that he's probably the reason in the greatest game show of all time tournament that the price is right one. Yeah, but here's here here's the counterpoint to you. And I, I was thinking about this for a while. I had a short list of names in my head. Drew Carey is up there, believe it or not. You got Peter Tamarki. He made that. He made pressure look what it was. Without he's on my away, short. He's on my people. internal short debate list at the moment. He's one same, of same, same. You got a I Jack Nars on that list from a variety of shows that he did. But there's one person, admittedly, it's the era of, that 
ended literally the year I was born. But there was an era where you turn on TV, you see a game show, there's one person you see, and that was Bill Cullen. Bob Eubanks? Oh, okay. The dean of game shows. Bill Cullen. Oh, yeah. He's got to be at number one. Mainly, there's no real wrong answers here. There's no real wrong answers here because it's going to be all personal preference. It's going to be personal preference in terms of like the shows that you grew up on, as well as the, as well as the amount of time that that you put into your archive watching as well. And that is why I hate you for asking that question. I mean, we talked about doing a greatest game show host of all time tournament too, so that could eventually end up happening. Still, and if it does, and if it doesn't turn out right, we're all booking a flight to Idaho. (laughs) <laughs> that some biscuit's gonna get it. Uh Eric, I'll give Brian a little bit more time to make up his decision here. Sorry, not sorry. Who do you think is the greatest game show host of all time? In my internal short list, in no particular order aside from the number one, Mark Summers, Peter Tamarkin, Al Dubois, Mark Summers. Okay. Now, Al Dubois, of course, lower. You already but again, you said, he, Well, all right. So, Mark Summers, you, Al Dubois. You said Mark Summers twice. Well, Mark Summers, Al Dubois, because I was interrupted. Uh, good news as far as battle box. I'm on Milwaukee. But my number one, this is going to be a weird answer, but hear me out. Burt Convy. Now, okay. Everybody, okay. The host of the Burt Convy fuck-up hour? I'm taking that out of the equation entirely. And I'm not even going to get... Super Password, for those of you who don't know the reference. I like Super Password. So did I, but even more... Yes, but there's a reason why you meme on it and call it the Burt Convy fuck-up hour. But even before Super Password... A show that caused so many breakups and divorces. Tattletales. The way he handled that show and in that perfect kind of semi-light blue, I'll call it light blue humor, involved with some of the questions and the way he handled it and some of the things he did, and with Super Password, I mean, come on. In our recreation circle, Uh, we piloted title tales. We never got to a full run of it just because it was that hard to thread that line as a host. Yeah. I give respect to Bill. I give respect to Condi. All right. I'm going to ask another question along this same line next, but for now I will let Brian give his answer. Since we're on short lists, I will say that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you went out of focus there for a few. You're back now. Um, I will say my short list, the two people that immediately came to mind were Peter Tamarkin and Regis Philbin. 
expanding on that short list just slightly, although it's not, they're not in clear cut contention debate for my overall best game show host. I add in David Ruprecht and Howie Mandel. But if I had to choose, I have to give it to Regis Philbin. I feel the millionaire bias is kind of coming into play here, though. Oh, it totally is. But also, didn't he take on Million Dollar Password as well? Regis did do Million Dollar. He did a version of Million Dollar Password, yes. there's. And there's he did Alan Ludden, who should have been on my short list, Justice There. Regis was a refreshing change in the game show hosting world at a time where game shows were starting to become very, I don't even want to say starting to, they were very formulaic. Now, ironically, Regis spawned the new generation of formulaic game shows in the million dollar format. But the early 2000s was filled with nothing but $5,000 daytime game shows. Like, that's what the 90s was known for. And with how well, given the fact that up to that point, Regis had no background whatsoever in game shows or really even in drama. Regis was a straight newsman, right? You know, Irish, New York, born and raised. Was Regis... News and talk. Was Regis... News and talk. Real quick, was was Regis and Kathy Lee a thing at that point? Yeah. When he did Million Dollar Password? That was the height of... Okay. That was like the absolute height of Regis and Kathy Lee was when he got millionaire. Okay. But well, yeah, the, but my point I'm, is, is I meant when came, he... I don't remember. I don't know. I, I think they were broken up when 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 he did Million Dollar Password. Okay. But my my point is is Regis came in with like no experience in game shows, no experience in anything even close to the sort, right? The man is a through and through, you know, New York born and raised and lived newsman. And just did that show such so well of a justice, right? And that, yeah, the, the millionaire bias is heavy, but that's because millionaire is the first interaction I had with game shows. A lot of folks, th- a lot of folks think it's pressure luck because I talk about pressure luck a lot, but or because it was um, or supermarket sweep because I have a very heavy bias towards sweep as well. But the reality of the matter is, is my first interaction with game shows was an old school AOL interactive TV box hooked up to the TV playing along at home at. 10 years old with 
millionaire in prime time. I stand by what I requested to do as a bonus thing for this episode. I think we should definitely run that as its, as its own mini episode down the road. But I I I love Tamarkin, right? Tamarkin has done so much in his career and he is such an amazing host in and of his own right. Short career too. May he rest in peace. But yeah, because the, the anniversary unfortunately was not was very recent. It's December. Um all right. Either the anniversary of the accident or his birthday, one of the two. But I know December's an his important birthday. date for Demarkin. Um uh his birth his birthday, the Randy Westpage mentioned it. His birthday's in December. But I, I have to give it to Regis. Like I was sat there and I thought about it, but if it wasn't for Regis making game shows and making Millionaire as fun and engaging as it was, I don't know if I would have wanted to sit down and watch the game show network where I got introduced to Peter Tamarkin and then the wonderful world of game shows from there. Because of course everybody knows, but everybody knows Bob Barker, and I'm not saying that to be an aside or anything. I mean, yeah, I will agree with what you right. said. Price is Right is the quintessential American game show. I don't know if it's. I, I don't know if I can agree that it's the best game show of all time, but I think hands down, it's a very difficult to argue against the fact when you, that it is the quintessential American game show. When you think of the genre, you think of Price is Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no arguments there. No, I, I, I see your reasoning there. All right, so to put a modern spin on this question, to put a modern spin on this question here, unless you had a little bit more to add with the Regis thing. Oh no, I was, I was literally gonna say like it's, it is extremely, <clears throat> extremely close. But at the end of the day, I have to give it to Regis with to Mark and coming in I, a, like hair fine second. I'd add almost that if Regis didn't do so well a job with Millionaire, we would still be suffering the prize caps of the Quiz Show scandals in the 50s. And some form of version of them, naturally, I, I think, because they would have been flated over time anyways. But yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we would have. We would have eventually seen the million-dollar format. We would not have seen it as early as 2000. Maybe we would have seen the million right. dollar format like 2008, 2009, 2010. All right. So we talk about we talk about our favorite hosts of all time. I'm going to take a more modern look at this now. Who is your favorite current game show host? For me, this one is a no brainer. I, I'm still fond of Pat Sajak on Wheel of Fortune. I'm still fond of... Um, I'm fond of Brooke Burns with the chase, just because my love of Brooke Burns goes all the way back to Dog Eat Dog. But we talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I do, and I stand by what I say with this. In my opinion... Steve Harvey is the best host Family Feud has ever had. 
Ooh, that's a hot take. And the reason I say that is, is Steve Harvey has transitioned that show from a standard afternoon fair now to being able to take those late night celebrity runs to being able to take those specialty runs for arm for armed force members and, 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 and first causes and causes and, and charitable organizations and everything. Now, Steve Harvey's personality carries family feud. Now the families that are involved on that show are almost secondary to the fact that Harvey's personality carries that show. To me, the best current game show host is Steve Harvey on The Family Feud. Mr. Watkins, I pose the question to you. See? Favorite current game show host. To touch real quickly on Steve Harvey, I would put him in the Feud Pantheon second. He's bumped in my mind Ray Combs out of second place, and he's second behind Dawson. To answer your question, I think. Go ahead. I, I genuinely, I genuinely think he's a better. I genuinely think he's a better host than Dawson was. I put Combs at the top and Harvey second, actually. But uh, we can fight about that later. Oh yeah, because if anything, with Combs, he was the first to have those special episodes back during his run, especially we'll get, early nineties. But to answer your, we'll question, get into the. We'll get more into the host history of Family Feud when Family Feud gets its deep dive probably at some point next year. Elizabeth Banks. For someone who has had to fill Peter Tamarkin's shoes on a show that was especially I... as revamped as Press Your Luck and especially how modernized they did it, she has handled it and everything with a plum. You tune in, she has her moments but she also lets the contestants have theirs as well. And that's exactly what the original PYL was about. A great mix. The fantastic contested moments with the board, but Peter Tobar can have his own thing right then and there. Elizabeth Banks has threaded that needle perfectly in my mind. Mr. Nielsen. The floor is yours. I can't believe I'm about to do this. Eric, you stole mine. Good job. <laughs> so now I got to think of something different off the top of my head. Call us a cop out, if you will. But I'm going to put a slight swerve on your question because it's potentially a current show. There's a host who's been around for a while is still active in a pilot sense. Saw with Tic-Tac-Toe, a man who also has dealt with um, the Dread Whammy for a little, 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 little time, I believe. Tom Bergeron? Miss, Miss Bergeron, yes. He took the Hollywood Squares and Peter Marshall a man you thought you could never replace on that show. David, I, I oh, did really elevated to the next level. And Bergeron comes in, Whoopi Goldberg, and wham, bam, done. 
I did really enjoy the Bergeron era of Hollywood Squares. I will admit to that, yes. And um, oh. and he also, yeah, he handled the U-Fool incident <laughs> very well. Because <laughs> uh, Gilbert Godfrey's a hard person to rein in, and he reined him in enough. And um, did you ever? Yeah. Did I ever? If, if did I ever send the YouTube back, link to that the host to the group chat? We've we've talked about you fool on air. Mm-hmm. We we ran you. Did fool I send on you guys? That's that's going to get an episode in itself. I feel. We we talked about you fool on the Thanksgiving the episode. The we ran the our little chat. Okay, so that must have been before I was able to get back onto the episode when you guys discussed that then. Because I just recently like saw that opener. episode. I just recently saw that episode on uh, YouTube, and I was dying laughing. Yeah, that is classic. Our artist Tom Bergeron put it: "The longest one thousand dollar game in Hollywood Squares history." I mean, <laughs> he's not wrong. Wasn't wrong. No, he not was wrong. not. He was not. All right, Brian, what about you? Who's your favorite current game show host? Uh, current game show host? Actually, this one's pretty easy for me. Jane Lynch. Okay, that's fair, because she is phenomenal she on Weakest Link. Just... It's Ann Robinson 2.0, and that's all that yeah. I need to be said. Like, or to I, I'll even be get honest rid of the... with you, I knowing Jane Lynch's like history of work, walking into the door on Weakest Link, I was very skeptical because Weakest Link is a show you have to have somebody that can do that that can channel, um, and oh my god, I Robinson, thank you, and it can channel Ann Robinson that personality, yeah. You yeah. have to have somebody that can channel that personality because that is what the show. That's what the show is. Let's be realistic here. That's what the show is known for. Oh yeah, the show. The show is not known for its format, although it's a rather unique format. The show is not known for its format or its gameplay. It's known for the Anne Robinson wit and sarcasm. That it that highly acerbic. Somewhat dry, deadpan, yeah, deadpan delivery, yeah, exactly. And the fact that Jane Lynch was able to walk in and just even on the very first episode, just absolutely wowed everybody away. There's there's some good game show hosts that are on the air right now, right? Uh Like you have Uh you have some. I I see you wanting to chime in, Harry. I, 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 you've got some, you know, you've got your old fashions like Pat Sajak, for example. Um, Harvey and Carrie have been on the air long enough that you can put them in the old guard category now. Carrie's been helping. Bergeron's in there. Carrie's been I don't. I'm sorry, but I can't count Bergeron. I'm I not can. Gonna, I can't count a pilot that hasn't been sold to a network yet. I was referring to putting him in that old guard category, but fair. Um, 
What was, oh yeah, no, Carrie's been the helm of price for a decade now. So yeah, you you could put him in that old guard category. Um, Banks has done an absolutely fantastic job with pressure. Look, she's really made the show her own, and she she definitely has yeah. done Peter to Mark and proud. I agree with that. Um, but I think hands down, and, and and there's a lot of like newcomer folks that are in game show hosting roles that surprisingly are doing an excellent job. Uh, Craig Ferguson on The Hustler is one. Uh, yes. Michael Mike Strahan doing To Tell the Truth is another. Um, Anth- uh, Michael Strahan on Pyramid, Anthony Anderson on To Tell the Truth. I was about to actually dang. give a shout out to Anthony. That's, I was yeah, about to give. I get, an, I'm sorry to the both of them. I get them. I get them mixed up sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was just about to give a. I was just about to give a shout out to Anthony Anderson because I thought he did a fan. I think he's done a fantastic job of modernizing to tell the truth. Yeah, and, no, and there's a, there's some there's some people that are coming from a completely non game show backgrounds that are just doing an amazing job with them. I'll even throw out another quick shout out on that one, real quick, with the college bowl. Peyton and Cooper Manning as a duo, not so much individually, but as a duo, those two are great. Great back and forth. Hell, Aaron Rodgers did a great job with Jeopardy. Agreed. I, you guys, when you guys, when we did our Jeopardy show, you guys didn't agree with me, but no, I agreed with you. Can I, uh, can I throw another name out? So whose idea was it to kick that field goal? Can I can I throw yeah, another yeah, name out ahead. too? Before all the con, before all the controversy, Alec Baldwin was killing it on Match Game. He was. I I Pun not intended in this instant. I, I'll be honest with yeah. you. Baldwin did a good job, but he wasn't my flavor of tea. He was per- That's fair. Um, He's perfect. Back to with your the point kind of humor for Match Game. I could debate you on that. With with Back the to your earlier with the direction that Match Game has gone in, yes. If you are talking about the spirit of Match Game and the original very long run and couple of spinoffs uh, or syndications, however you want to phrase that, of of Rayburn. I don't know. Sorry, my uh, real quick, going bonkers. Going back to your statement about uh, Jane Lynch, I think I can sum Jane Lynch up for weakest link in three words. You ready? American Anne Robinson. And and I'll have to I have to admit uh, Jane Lynch was I, I said it was easy, but only based on the fact that she's been doing link for what is they're about to go into their third season now, I believe. Yeah. It'll be their third season. The next one that airs. Also, Um, What about her uh, Hollywood game night too? She's done a really good job with that as well. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Hollywood game night. She, she is, she's, but I did a good job with it. But I am nominating Lynch squarely on her merits of weakest link. I'm going to throw another name out there as well. If we're combining, if we're talking about her doing Hollywood Game Night as well, uh, which I believe she's still doing, yes? 
or um, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. she's still doing that. If I have to count that as well, then I actually bump her to second and I give it to Craig Ferguson for the hustler. Can I throw another name out there who I think has done really good, even though it's more of a return to game shows as well? Meredith Vieira on 25 words or less. I haven't seen that yet. You should. YouTube. I haven't seen. YouTube. Um, daytime. They have a full YouTube yeah. channel. Check your local listings. The syndication was mentioned. I, they have uh, uh they have a they have a YouTube channel and they upload the daily episodes on the YouTube channel. Highly recommend 25 words or less. It is very entertaining. I unfortunately I, have, I, I, I COVID have my, hit that so uh, hard. I, I I have my my reservations, if you will. About Vieira because of Vieira because, because of, of Vieira of the millionaire, millionaire run. Take out the millionaire. Yes, yes I figured there as much there more. is a there is that is where I will fully admit to millionaire bias. But no, I'm not a, exactly a huge fan of Meredith Vieira. Okay, I I I got. No, go ahead, Jonathan. Once we're done there, I've got a question. I got a question uh, too. Last one because we're coming up on two hours. And I've got present wrap. Because I thought of this host and this show together. And I think best in terms of the host made the show. Best sort of uh, matching the right host with the right show. And I will kick it off with an idea in that vein. Richard Quest, 500 questions. What do you say, um, I had a feeling that somehow 500 questions was going to be mentioned before the end of the episode. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. If you got a, if you got a problem, I feel bad for you, son. I got 500 questions, and that host ain't one. I need to book a plane flight, I think. But uh, yeah, monkey worthy. All right, go, go ahead and answer the question, Eric. The sh- the host that fit the show the best. While I would normally say Regis and Millionaire. Circling back to one that we mentioned earlier, underrated as a game show host, but another like great personality altogether. And for that particular show, he ended up perfect because he was subtle. But again, at that right time, Mike Greenberg and Duel. Because you think about it, with building up all the drama, how you have to say certain things and introduce key moments, he used that radio experience perfectly and was right at it. You really couldn't imagine it with the too many other hosts. Okay. Who's next, Jonathan? Brian, you need a moment? Uh, you know what? I think I got mine. Okay. I think I have little, mine. It's going to be a little left think... field on this one. Harry, you Mark... can have a Snickers. Mark Summers and Double Dare. What? 
excellent pick. I don't I don't think out of the Nick talent pool, the Nickelodeon talent pool that they had in the late 80s, early 90s, I don't think they could have done any better. If they had Mike Moira do it, I think it would have flopped. Mike Moira? Mike O'Malley? Mike O'Malley, yeah. Why did I, why did I say Mike Moira? Wow. Yeah, you combined Mike Moira O'Malley and Moira Quirk. <laughs> now, that would be an interesting fusion, uh, <laughs> yeah. thinking on DBZ lines, but... Uh... More on that later. I mean, it would be a different kind of fusion to get that involved, but I don't think Nickelodeon would have allowed that back in those days. I was, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure the guy from Guts was Mike O'Malley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, that wasn't all he did. He did like he did several Nick game shows. Guts, get the picture. ESPN commercial fans will remember him as the Rick. Very underrated bit. Yeah. He was also he did, on he did a quite CBS. a bit. He did quite a bit for He was Nick also Lowe. on a CBS comedy as well. I think it was still standing. I'm not sure if that was the name of it, but yes, he was. I think so. But uh all right. Um we talked Harry. about this show earlier. We talked about this show earlier. We talked about this host earlier. Supermarket Sweep does not see the success that it does without David Ruprecht. Amen. I uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yup. The way All that right. he played off of I... the uh, the the way that he played off of the contestants and the way that he was able to spin the iter- the different iterations of the mini games as well, in terms of both the tone as well as the presentation following the final sweep. I do like the fact that he didn't do anything for the uh, final sweep except for send the teams off on their starting line and they let the announcer handle it. But like oh, when yes. it came to the reveal of like all of the bonus stuff that they got and then like the inflatables and everything in order to build the drama towards that grand total review reveal. Yeah, it, to me it's David Ruprecht in supermarket sweep. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit you slightly and add Randy West as announcer in that tandem because his read of that's, those that's what I was gonna say as well. Is just the same. But, Speaking uh, of announcers, Segway. Brian, you had a question. Oh god. Did I just read your mind? You segued me, yes, thank you. Perfectly. Ladies um, and gentlemen, this is what we call the wavelength. Gentlemen, your your favorite all-time game show announcer. And I'm gonna go first uh, on this one because I've I've got mine. It's in my head. This one's easy for me. Same. Rod Roddy. Make it two. Same. I I I, I, I give it, a very honorable mention. Like wait wait wait. Did we just unanimous? This one's unanimous. Yeah, damn straight, we unanimous. We that damn. Wow. We actually something tonight. Wow. Okay. It's a Christmas um, miracle. <laughs> since we have to take Rod Roddy <laughs> off the board now, <laughs> Since we now have to take okay. Rod Roddy off Allow me to answer your question. Hold Which on. I'm, I'm, so I'm did Rod Roddy do best? Add that in. I, no, I was going to say on on a second, because there's a lot of other good game show hosts out, or announcers out there. For me, since we're now accepting Rod Roddy, this is my, my very close, honestly, extremely close second. Gene Wood. 
He's done about all of it. Also a Price is Right alumni. He did Match Game Hollywood. He was basically Goodson Todman. But he also I'm going to did... He also did. He was their uh, number. He was their number two. He did well. That's I'm what I meant. To... Like he was like a lot of the stuff he did was good to Todman. But he also did. Well, wasn't he uh, also a host as well? Bastard. He, uh, you know, that's a common like. Uh, I don't say, it, it's. I don't want to say Mandela effect, but it's kind of a Mandela effect that people think that he was a host. But he only hosted one thing, and it was a small Canadian. Uh, game show that saw air in the U.S. No, I and one season all... of and one season of Beat the Clock. I was gonna say yeah, because I watched a Gene Wood hosted episode of Beat the Clock when we were talking when we were prepping for the deep dive into Beat the Clock. Yes, we talked about this on Beat the Clock. Yeah, you what keep remembering that one. I keep remembering Beat the Clock. We keep saying yeah, he only hosted one thing. We both say different things. We're like, wait a minute, he hosted two things. So to answer your to answer your question as far as who I would put second behind Rod Roddy, yeah, we all agree on on, for me uh, for me second place. This is Jeopardy, Johnny Gilbert. Johnny Gilbert, disagree. So uh, with this one, we'll have to settle this in two and two. So, um, yeah. Johnny, yes. Gilbert, no. You rank Olsen better than Gilbert. You damn right I do. Mind you, I actually also put Charlie O'Donnell into this discussion for second tier. But I would say Rod's best announced job. He was best compared with Samarkin. Press your luck. And if you want to be a contestant on Hitman, forget it. Forget it. See... I want to say press your luck, but the suits, the suits, you can't forget Rod Roddy's wardrobe. It was all part uh, of the deal. He flew out to Thailand on he, a, uh, at least twice a year just for suits. Thank you. You know, yeah, but you know but why? Here's why I put, here's why know, I put Johnny Olsen higher on the prices right scale. How many of those showcases? Featured Rod Roddy in them versus the other price announcers over time. Rod Roddy was not featured as heavily in that aspect as the other price See, announcers. I will which agree I think with I'm I, will agree that with I I I, I kind of have to disagree there because we're talking about diff, you, at that point you start talking about different eras of price in the Johnny Olson era of price. Fair. Olson was very heavily. Well, I mean featured in the showcases because that was the easiest technological gimmick that they could do as digital graphic and digital stuff became more prevalent, especially in the nineties when uh, in the eighties and nineties, which was Rod's major stint on price, that sort of stuff was not a thing. 
which is why well, Rod Roddy's seen it go a back lot up. less. Well, we've seen it. We've seen it go a, back around that way, but that's a, With George a lot. That's yep. a lot to carry. Yeah. Carrie well, is yeah. the one that is saying put Gray on air. And I think part of Gray remaining with Price for as long as he has with the way things work nowadays as opposed to how they worked back then, Gray is probably demanding more on air time. Because he's used to being an on air guy himself as well. Hey, man, that's been a previous having been a previous game show host himself. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Out Ironically, we are an hour and 50. The biggest one being weakest link that we talked about earlier. Uh, weakest link, pain, famer, shame, extreme gong. Oh, extreme gong. Uh, real quick. I, I, I know we are already way past this one, but going back to current on-air talent, to me, second behind Steve Harvey would be Joe Tessitore with Holy Moly. I got to admit, I do like Holy Moly. Tessator and, Rob, Tessator and Rob Riggle are fantastic on Holy Moly. Not to mention, for those like how we are on the kickoff, we are for the brand. Go back and listen to Tessator's Pat McAfee show interview. Great insight into the man kind of behind the scenes. And it's even more of why you like the guy and he's perfect for something like Holy Moly with Rob Riggle. The longer it goes, they and, just meld it together. And if you've watched uh, the newest episode, uh, the, the most recent episode of $100,000 Pyramid, Tessator is one of the celebrity guests, too. I got to check that out. So he's one of the, uh, con he's one of the co-contestants on the new... Yeah, that was probably a wise thing to do there, Jonathan. Not going to lie, because we are getting to that point in the show. Hour and 53-minute mark here, almost an hour and 54. We're going to go ahead and go into our big finish here, everybody. This was your chance to get to know the show a little bit better. We talk about like where we've come this year. Obviously, we'll talk about where we're going. You heard us kind of get into the prices right here. We will be getting way into the prices right at the beginning of the year as the redone deep dive for the prices right. Going all the way back to the original era, the Barker era, and then the Drew Carey era. Talking about our favorite prices, right games. Talking about our favorite prices, right models. Talking about our favorite one bids and our favorite showcases. And going over some of the con. Do me a favor, mute mute your uh, microphone, JTN. Thank I was going to say a segmented and well portioned out deep dive of prices. Well, I was just going to say, Absolutely. prepare for multiple weeks because this time we're it's actually going long. to have... It's, we're, we're literally, the entire month of January is being dedicated to The Price is Right. If you check the W2M Lilag's Twitter... And uh, the W2M w Network Twitter as well. It's on both. Yes. We will be, we will be going into very deep coverage of Price is Right, talking about all of the pricing games, our favorite pricing games, our least favorite pricing games, the hits and the misses. Let's not forget how shit hurdles was, everybody. Yeah, I mean... Now, now keep in mind, this is brought to you by the fact that Harry Broadhurst will be seen in January. 
Yeah, I will definitely be here for all of the prices right episodes for uh once we get to January here, but that is the main plan there. And then it'll be a bit of a love connection here in February on Lilacs as we will go into dating shows and of others of that ilk. The schedule is available, the shows specifically to be used for the month of February to be determined. You have been Yeah, we're well, yeah, we're when we uh, when we do our special match game episode, that's when we'll figure that out. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us in all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, Castbox. Hey Brian, guess what? Spotify is here. Yeah! Oh, oh, there's an extra bit to that, you know. Nobody's ever told me. I told you this last... I told you this on Monday when we were doing League to the Max or whatever. Do you think I remember what we did on Monday? I was drunk on Monday. All right, fair enough. For those of you who were not drunk... With with, With how off the rails we went on that episode... Fair enough. For those of you who were not drunk and those of you who have not heard this, you can rate and review us on Spotify now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that bit. Mark uh, Mark Rattledge mentioned that, too, on uh, on the Indie Siders. Because apparently, in order to get the network onto Rotten Tomatoes, we have to have a certain amount of reviews on either Spotify or Apple Music. Yes, so again, 10... Reviews ten. Ten. You you could say it is the literal power of ten. I passed on the monkey. Because I do you're not getting good because you didn't get one. Anyways, in addition, you can find us on video format by checking us out on YouTube on Facebook Live and or Facebook are in the archive at the at, on the W2M Network page or on twitch.tv backslash W2M Net. Individually, however, you can find us on our various social media platforms and we will start with Brian Espinoza. Yes, I'm on Twitter at the Andesian. My Twitter is kind of dead at the moment because there's nothing league professionally going on although if there's major game show news i do tweet about that Harfordor. uh yeah there's In also addition, a, there's also these things called dark twitters and dark social media the guy above me more knows more about that than i do i'll let him take that away why don't you tell him where we can find the uh, the dark stuff online there mr squid sports head well unless harry wanted to say otherwise Go ahead. He cued you in. We're fine. Go ahead. You follow either of us at Squid Sportshead or at the Andesian. Slide into either of our DMs. Undergo a strict, proper, and thorough vetting process. You will gain access to all sorts of all sorts of dark social media, including one that may have been recently established on a Discord. Just saying. But again, if you would rather not do that, we are also on Discord on the W2M network. Follow us over there. And if you happen to be love watching on Twitch, 
follow in if you want to subscribe as well. We've got big plans. And for YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and ring the bell. So that way, whenever we drop something, you'll be the first to know. Mr. Nelson, where can people find you online? Well, offline first, they can find me rooting for the Florida Gators right now because uh, UCF just missed. Can you stop showing the bloody field goal diploma in the background? Thank you. Besides, it's a 10 9. Hey, I, don't have the, I don't have the championships thing to point to. Well, besides, it's a 10 9 game, and the Niners and Titans are also on, so hush. Fair. Uh, JTN2002, Twitch and Twitter. If you're a close personal friend of JTN, go through a uh, less restrictive vetting process. You might get some Facebook access as well. And. Yeah, really unfortunately, AIM and Yahoo Messenger don't exist anymore. Otherwise, I'd still be using them. 100% ripped off your stick. He, he, he really 100% ripped, ripped, ripped off your stick. He really just yeah. ripped off our stick, didn't he, Eric? Yeah, that was a total gimmick infringement. Total gimmick infringement. I mean, I don't know. This gimmick infringement has been a presentation. This gimmick infringement, much like this episode of Life is Like a Game Show, has been a presentation of the W2M Network. Oh, you can find us online last... at all those places that Harry just mentioned. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, hey, one last thing. Keep this in mind. Always have your gimmick infringers spayed and neutered. <laughs> oh, no. Watkins knows what he did. That's some... That dumb bitch just stole my sign off, and I am not happy about it. So, anyways, this has been a special at, presentation of the W two. I haven't Network. had a chance to get my socials have, yet. You hush your mouth. Have your have your UF graduates spayed and neutered? Mute this man. I said it's great. To be a floor. Anyways, um, at ATB the Eagle, pretty much everywhere social media related, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, I don't really use the YouTube page to upload videos, but I comment on there sometimes. Email at Yahoo. Remember, hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com. Proper segue. In addition, if you want to, you can go ahead and find me on Facebook. Shoot me a message. I'll be happy to talk sports, wrestling, game shows, whatever with you. Wrestling. Like I said earlier in the show, the Indie Siders episode two, myself and the man with the podcast power, Mark Rattledge, bring you Ring of Honor's Final Battle 2021 and Beyond Wrestling's Fet Forever 2021. Those are both available in a single episode. It runs about an hour and a half for both shows over on the W2M network by way of Rattledge and Broadcasting. Can we all get the please? I mean, as a Gators fan, I have to approve of it. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah, for... speaking of other podcasts that were on here on the network, League to the Max or whatever, <laughs> yeah. we just had our year-end uh, show on Monday. Uh, the or whatever part definitely went a bit off the rails there. It oh, was a yeah. filler episode. There's nothing to talk about in League right now, unless you want to hear me go on another five-hour rant. No. About Jensen upset and fanatic. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> Just remember and, one and thing. Watkins is like, Watkins for, is like, no, we've had enough of those episodes for a year. 
Jeff, the JTN is a life is OB game show exclusive. No, you're not. You you're trying to new... you're trying to be the Doctor Dismit, the the disembodied Doctor Manhattan, a league to the max or whatever, and you know it. And uh, failing in the process. Just remember, you have a mute button and know how to use it, please. Jesus. Anyways. Anyways. Um... For 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 Brian Espinoza. For hey, Jonathan why does he Wilson. always have to do the outros? I'm trying to do it outro once. Because he's because a legit voice to reason. Now mute this man. I did mute him. Or... He muted himself. For the pain in my ass, Brian Espinosa, JTN2002, Jonathan Nielsen, the DSDO, Eric Watkins. I am the voice of reason, and there ain't no alleging about it on this podcast. I am Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network. We'll talk to you guys in 2022. On behalf of all of us here at the W2M Network and Life is Like a Game Show, happy holidays, everybody.